Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio, where life on the farm is about to get real. And now, here's today's program. Good morning. It's Tommy at Alderman Farms, and welcome back to Monday Meditations at Alderman Farms. I want us to look at a passage in Jeremiah, a messianic um, prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 23. But first, I want to read to you a portion of a sermon delivered by the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, back in the 1800s. Spurgeon is uh, one of my all-time favorites. And uh, let, me, let me read to you what, what Spurgeon said here to sort of set the table for what I want to talk to you about briefly, sort of briefly on this early Monday morning. Spurgeon says, Man, by the fall, sustained an infinite loss in the matter of righteousness. He suffered the loss of a righteous nature, then a twofold loss of legal righteousness in the sight of God. Man sinned. He was therefore no longer innocent of transgression. Man did not keep the command... Therefore, he was guilty of the sin of omission. In that which he committed and in that which he omitted, his original character for uprightness was completely wrecked. So far, Spurgeon is saying uh, Adam sinned in the fact that he did not keep the command, so he sinned through omission. of He did not actively keep the commandment to not eat of the tree. Um, and he also transgressed by active a, a sin of commission because he actually ate of the fruit of the tree, uh, as did Eve. So his original character, Spurgeon said, for uprightness was completely wrecked. Jesus Christ came to undo the mischief of the fall for his people, for the people of Christ. So far as their sin concerned their breach of the command, that he has removed by his precious blood. His agony and bloody sweat have forever taken away the consequences of sin from believers, seeing that Christ did by his one sacrifice bear the penalty of that sin in his flesh. Fast forward to, or I guess say fast forward. <laughs> Paul, Paul lived before Spurgeon. Yikes. So flash back to Romans 8. Uh, verse 1, now there is now therefore no condemnation for those who were in Christ Jesus. That's why Paul could say that, um, because of what Spurgeon is talking about right here. Because, let me read that again, so far as their sin concerned their breach of the command, that he has removed by his precious blood, his agony and bloody sweat have forever taken away the consequences of sin from believers. He paid for the sin of commission completely for believers, for those who have been born again, for those who are uh, washed in the blood. There remains no more condemnation. There is no more consequence for uh, judicial consequence of sin. Okay, it doesn't mean you may not have consequences in this life uh, for sinful decisions or whatever. Um, you reap what you sow still applies. Okay. Um, he, so Spurgeon continuing, listen at this. 
Uh, he, his own self, bear, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Now here's what I want to get to. Still, it is not enough for a man to be pardoned. He, of course, is then in the eye of God without sin, but it, is required, but it was required of man that he should actually keep the command. It was not enough that he did not break it or that he is regarded through the blood as though he did not break it. He must keep it. He must continue in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. How is this necessity supplied? Man must have a righteousness or God cannot accept him. You hear that? You must have a righteousness or God cannot accept you. Listen, Spurgeon says, Man must have a perfect obedience or else God cannot reward him. Where then is this righteousness with which the pardoned man shall be completely covered so that God can regard him as having kept the law and reward him for doing so? Surely, my brethren, none of you are so besotted as to think that this righteousness can be wrought out by yourselves. You must despair of ever being able to keep the law perfectly. Each day you sin. We must believe then, for there is no other alternative, that the righteousness in which we must be clothed and through which we must be accepted and by which we are made meet to inherit eternal life can be no other than the work of Jesus Christ. We therefore assert, believing that the Scripture fully warrants us, that the life of Christ constitutes the righteousness in which His people are to be clothed. Listen, His death washed away their sins. His life covered them from head to foot. His death was the sacrifice to God. His life was the gift to man by which man satisfies the demands of the law. Herein the law is honored and the soul is accepted. I find that, Spurgeon goes on, I find that many young Christians who are very clear about being saved by the merits of Christ's death do not seem to understand the merits of his life. Wow. Spurgeon is right. So, in order to be right with God, there are two requirements, not just one. Two requirements. One is our sin must be paid for. God cannot wink at sin. Sin has to be punished. Uh, His holiness demands it. His justice demands it. Christ accomplished that for His children. Uh, For those who would believe, our sin was paid for on the cross by Christ. But there's also an act of righteousness that is demanded of men and women, people. Um, And it is an impossibility. It's a foolishness. To, to think that we in any way can obtain the righteousness on our own. All you have to do is examine yourself in the light of the Ten Commandments and realize how many times, how many thousands of times you violated each one of them. And if by some miracle, and it would be a miracle, if you had kept them all but just break one, you know, James tells us in, um, in James chapter 2, uh, verse 10, for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point, has become guilty of all of it. So um, there, there's just it's just a futile. You're futile in your thinking if you believe that uh, you can obtain the righteousness 
that God requires uh, on your own. It's impossible. No, what we need is what R.C. Sproul, I believe it was, referred to as an alien righteousness. Well, I want to flip back just for a minute. I won't keep you much longer. I want to flip back to and look at an astounding messianic prophecy in the book of Jeremiah. If, if you've got your, your Bible, you can turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23. I keep I want to I keep wanting to say 26 um, because one of my favorite verses of scripture is Isaiah 26:3 and so I, I, I want to say 26:3 when it's actually 23:6 in Jeremiah uh, that I want to turn to. So um, if you're there, say Amen. <laughs> Jeremiah 23:6. So, uh, let me read this. This is, uh, uh, let, let me start, uh, no, I'll start in, in verse 5. For the, for the sake of time, I don't want to keep you this morning because I want you to really see this, uh, this, this powerful messianic prophecy. In verse 5, the Lord speaking, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch or a righteous descendant. That's Christ he's talking about. And he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. Listen to this now. And this is the name by which he, Christ, will be called. And in the Hebrew, it is Jehovah Tzidkenu, T-S-I-D. K-E-N-U, Jehovah Tzidkenu. You know what that means? The Lord is our righteousness. That's what the ESV says. The, Lord, the ESV has the Lord is our righteousness. The, K, the King James Version is the Lord our righteousness. Now, I want you to grab a hold of that now. That, that, that does not, the name is not the Lord will, who makes us righteous. The Lord who gives us righteousness. The Lord who adds righteousness unto us. No, no. It is the Lord, our righteousness. Or in the ESV, the Lord is our righteousness. So, believer, here's a word of encouragement to you. Are you struggling with sin? Um, it's good that you struggle. It's uh, the if you're struggling with sin, that's good. Uh, it's better than just giving in to sin, right? Uh, if you're struggling and the Holy Spirit is convicting you and you're wrestling with it and you're and you're feeling unworthy before God, you need to remember the Lord is your righteousness. Don't let the devil. Come into your to your heart and mind and condemn you. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I've also got some good news, for, some more good news for you. The Lord who is your righteousness is the Lord who sanctifies you. Uh, Jehovah M Kadesh, I think, is uh, is the Hebrew, and I can't remember where that verse is right off the top of my head. I should have been ready for that, um, but. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. 
So if the Lord began a good work in you, meaning if you've been born of God, if you have been born again, as Christ told Nicodemus uh, uh, that he needed to be born again in John chapter 3, born up from above, born of the Spirit, if God has rebirthed you, if you've been born of God, then he began a good work in you and he will be faithful to complete it. In your Christian walk, sometimes it may feel like you've got both of your feet in wet cement. But if God began a good work in you, he will be faithful to complete it. Because He is your righteousness. He is your sanctification. He is your sanctifier. Man. Well, I hope that's an encouragement to you this morning. The Lord, our righteousness. I encourage you to go open your Bible. Mark that scripture in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. Six specifically, you need the righteousness of Christ because any righteousness that you can muster up yourself is as filthy rags, uh, the Bible says. Um, but I've got good news. The Lord who saved you made you righteous because it's His righteousness. He clothed you in His righteousness. Now, as I've warned in previous videos, if you hadn't been born again, this doesn't apply to you. And If you're still in your sins, you have nothing to look forward to except certain fiery indignation. Uh, you, there is, whereas for those who are in Christ Jesus, no condemnation remains. If you're not in Christ Jesus, that means you're still in your sins. And there's nothing but condemnation and wrath that awaits for you. So I would urge you and plead with you this morning to fall on your face before a holy God, confess your need for a Savior, and the Savior has got mercy for you. And He's got righteousness for you. Um, so cry out to Christ. If you've got questions, um, uh, email me, help at aldermanfarms.net, help at aldermanfarms.net. And I'd be happy to talk with you um, uh, about these important eternal matters. Father, thank you that you are my righteousness. Lord, that I am perfectly righteous in your sight, um, but it's got nothing to do with me, uh, that I bring nothing to the equation but my sin. And you provide the penalty, you, you provide the, the remedy for my sin, and you provide the perfect righteousness that I need to exist and survive within in with your presence um, in your presence and oh i look forward to the day uh, to hear well done good and faithful servant uh, and lord it'll be almost like you're not even talking to me but because you'll be talking to christ in whose righteousness i will be clothed but you will be talking to me and you'll be calling me by my name and that's just an overwhelming thought so thank you lord for um for being my provision thank you for being my righteousness and lord for those I, I pray for the the viewers out there and the listeners out there um that if if your holy spirit is drawing them unto you um, then i pray lord they won't stiffen their neck i pray that they will humble, humble themselves uh, under your hand uh, and find a savior and find uh, your righteousness in which they can be clothed to in jesus name amen all right thanks and we'll see you next time on Monday Meditations at Alderman Farms.
Hey, thanks for joining us today on Alderman Farms Radio. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at aldermanfarms.net. And don't forget to find us on social media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And our address is Alderman Farms. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll talk again soon.